1: phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax if you cancel credit stop and balance unrequired finance agreement may be due contact us qualifying credit consumer plan required see details at tmobile.com
0: log
1: talk radio
0: Welcome to the Truth to Power show, and my name is Beverly D. And tonight we have Sister Seta Asset. And Sister Seta Asset is a true believer in the metaphysical side of reality. She has written for such publications as Helium and, and Science Fiction Magazine. Her mentors were Dr. Delbert Blair and Bobby Hemet, just to name a few. She is working on a script for her chemistry that she uh hoping that will gain momentum for the likes of Netflix, Amazon, the movies. So uh let me see. Welcome, sister Seda Can you hear me? Thank
1: you, sister Beverly. Yes, can you yes, I can hear okay. you. Can you hear okay. me?
0: Yes. Peace Hotep to everyone. Hotep, hotep. Thank you for joining us tonight. And um Thank you for being an author and sharing your work with us.
1: Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share it with everyone. Um, I've had so many people call me. A lot of my friends call me and tell me that they are new listeners to the Truth to Power show because they are really taking heed to your show, Sister Beth. They're really listening. Oh,
0: thank
1: you. Oh, yes. Yes, they are.
0: So... (laughs) We're getting the messages getting
1: out there. We might be getting so close to that one forty four maybe over
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we uh we we are on the how many books is it that you have written?
1: There are five, and there's going to be a number six that I'm working on, but I'm taking a little hiatus from it right now, getting my brain straight, okay, moving back down to the okay. thirty three degree parallel uh This summer So I'll be getting that back underway then Mm -hmm.
0: Okay Great great And so the book that we on tonight Is called what
1: Uh, We're on uh, The Gathering of the Vanguard And we Left off on We're on part 81 We left off on part 82 Uh, I want to recap that Just a little bit And I want to give a disclaimer Mm -hmm. really quick to everyone Mhm, okay, these novels are for entertainment purposes only they are they are they're devised the fiction non fiction some of it is truth, some of it is built around the truth uh for the people you know for the readers and this will really pull them in to the truth mhm so that's uh I agree that's what they're about
0: mhm, okay. So kind of bring us up to speed on the uh, last chapter that you did. Was it okay, the second the last lesson chapter,
1: or the, truth? Uh, the, the Okay, let me go back. It was, I do believe the last chapter we did was called, and it is so long and I'm kind of scrolling to it.
0: It yeah, was I called it was uh, Part
1: 2. Uh part 82, it was the truth. So at this time, they were preparing to go to the Mountains of the Moon uh, with the remainder of the villagers uh, in the Dogon tribe. Uh, Everyone from the Dogon tribe was going with Femi's mother and father and Zuri's mother, and they were on their way to the Mountains of the Moon, where some of the people that Femi and Zuri had uh, given the information to was already there waiting for them. And so that's where we okay. are now. And uh next we're uh we are part eighty one, the preparations. And so they're still preparing, uh getting people prepared to get to the mountains of the moon. They're still in preparation. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they're
0: going to the moon.
1: Uh well the mountains of the moons in Africa, I think it's in near the Congo where they the mountains of the oh, moons are okay. is in the okay. Congo. In Africa, okay, so
0: they go into the Congo. So that's where, okay, okay,
1: right, right, uh huh. That's where they have their camp their camp set up that was put together by the Dogons years before Femi was even born. So they was preparing then. Okay. Mhm.
0: All right, we're ready.
1: Okay, here we go. Uh, part eighty-one: the preparations. And so now, you know, Femi and Zuri is wanted. So this is where we are. They think they killed someone. They think they killed a group of people. I think they were in South Carolina that they think that they killed these people. So they're they're on the run right now. Okay, so we go. Part 81, the preparation. Be on the lookout for a black man and a black woman, both in their mid to late 20s. They are suspects. In an assault and murder of 19 men, women, and children at the Black Madonna Temple on Creston Avenue. The girl is around five foot five, the man six feet, both with Afrocentric braided hair. She is wearing a pair of dark blue bell bottom jeans and a green long sleeve top. He is wearing black jeans and a red short sleeved shirt. There were no identifying tattoos or marks on these persons. They are in a dark blue 2040 Jeep, I said. As the year is 2040 now. If they are spotted, consider them armed and dangerous. Do not approach until backup arrives, said the man on the police radio. When the detectives returned to the police station and reported to the chief of police that there were no bodies found, no blood on the floor, and no struggle, just close. Then they ask, how are they going to prove there was a crime with no evidence? They are guilty until they are proven innocent. And I want them regardless of no evidence. If they didn't do it, then they may know who did. Right now, they are my number one suspects. And I want them. Scour the city with all the men we can find and inform the state. Send this bulletin out nationwide. I don't care if they kill each other, but no niggas are going to come up here, kill any group of people, and get away with it in my city. Go get him, he said angrily. Now, we're talking about a very uh, prejudiced white police chief. So that's who said that statement. So that's who we're talking about right now. By the time they reached the outskirts of North Carolina, Femi had a vision of Zuri's adopted father lashing out at him for what he has done during the past year in front of a Nutanium cell where she was contained in. She said, I think we need to buy another vehicle. This time, we'll get a pickup truck. I think you are right. We were seen by some people in that community. A man and his children, for sure, saw us coming out of the temple when they left in the light. He probably thinks something serious happened in there. He looked right into my face with some question, replied Zuri. This is going to be the test of all tests. We are going to have to be in mind control until this is all over. The chameleon must must be used as much as possible. If we are found out, your father and the president will try and have us, especially me, sealed in Nutanium for what we are doing. I will never allow that to happen. I will set fire to to the entire city of D.C. If you did that, Zuri, then we would have failed the creators. We must be careful to make sure our purpose is carried out perfectly and done correctly. We were given this power to avoid man's useless war against us. Meditate on ma'at, first ten virtues, control of thought, and stay focused on our objectives. Remember, we are here to get our people back home. I love you so much, it's just that I will not stand for you to be harmed in any way. I know I must calm the dark matter in my consciousness, for it is a powerful force that I'm blessed with. To protect and honor my queen is a joy I cherish. Then honor the creator's blessings by the Wisham Eve, testing of the heart. Listen to the Ma'at taught by the Dogon and trusting in your queen to do what's right. Calm the Aries down in your car. It will be more useful in a real emergency. She leaned over toward him and for the first time, time since they met, she, saw, she showed some emotion and kissed him softly. She was proud of this man's strength in his conviction and his loyalty towards their people. Where did that come from? He asked. I thought it was time to show you and tell you how much I care. You have been my anchor through all of this. The creators chose the perfect match for me, and I am grateful for that. You are my second love. You share in my heart, soul, and spirit. Her first first love was the creators, of course, you know that. Okay, smiling from ear to ear, words could not describe how he was feeling at the moment. To hear her say she loved him. He was fine being second. Well, being second was perfectly okay. Driving toward the state line to the northern end of South Carolina, Zuri drove by a huge car lot located off the interstate that carried the new cars and trucks for that year, and a specific one caught his eye. He exited the highway and decided to investigate. With no words being spoken between the two of them, they drove into the dealership. An American African man came out to greet them wearing a small unk around his neck. This fascinated Zuri. When he approached them, he asked, It's hot out here today, isn't it? Yes, it is, she said. Well, what can I do for the two of you? We want to buy a new truck, nothing special, just one that's heavy duty and gets good gas mileage. Okay, well, step over here. We received these yesterday. These are the new 4900 Boss System Jet Ignitions. These will keep up with any car on the road, and if you're running state to state, you can't beat the mileage factor. You fill up with the new fuel for the trucks and go for days on end before another one. Would you like to test drive it? Sure. Why not, said Zuri. The drive was all that the salesman said it was. The truck ran perfect to Femi, but it was not agile enough to accommodate what lies ahead. She wanted to leave wherever they were as quick as possible in case of a chance encounter with their adversity. Well, I can see by the look on your friend's face that it's not working for her. Walk over here with me and take a look at this one. He walked them over to a small black four-door SUV and said, Aha, what do you think about this one? It's the same make and model of the truck, but a smaller version. Let the lady drive this time. Femi got behind the wheel, and she loved how the car responded at the way she handled it. She entered the interstate at a speed of 90 miles per hour. She drove this speed and fast. She drove this speed and faster for a number of miles before exiting and driving it as if she was on a test course. The salesman was highly surprised at her driving and was very happy when she switched positions with Zuri, who drove the vehicle back to the dealership in the same manner. The man was happy to touch ground when they returned. I can see you both know how to drive very well. Femi and Zuri smiled. We'll take it, but we're paying cash and keeping our Jeep. How much? Asked Zuri. For you, 30000 cash and no taxes. Follow me to my desk. They entered the dealership and welcomed the cool air from the air conditioner. He pulled out an application and began to ask them questions. We don't need an application. We're paying cash money. But, sir, I need to get your information so that a plate can be issued to this vehicle for registration. Zuri asks, what's the significance of the ank you wear around your neck? Oh, this? I wear it because I believe in my people. I know we were the first people on this earth, and all that we did was taken away from us. I'm a proud black man, and I don't mind telling anyone how I feel. When you make out that registration for this car, attach it to the license plate we'll get from your dealership, said Femi. He looked up at her and instantly agreed. After their purchase was made, Femi drove off in the new vehicle and Zuri in the Jeep. Once they crossed over into northern Georgia, she thanked Zuri with a more passionate kiss for leading the man into another subject to get his mind off of what he was thinking so that she can take control of it. They embraced and held on to each other for a moment without letting go. Driving on to a car wash, Zuri cleaned the Jeep inside and out, making sure it was spotless with no information or evidence pertaining to them that could be traced back to wherever they been. Even the gloves he used were burned In a picnic grill off the side of the road. They left the Jeep a few miles away without its keys. Following the Georgia map to Putnam County, they were getting close to the Nuwabian nation of Moors. The remnants of the signs that pointed to a community called Eaton were ragtag and semi-taken down because of a great harm that had taken place there but Femi knew there were loyal believers still present. Arriving at the Tamaray site, there were many Nuwabians standing and sitting out of doors next to the pyramid, talking in a group. They were speaking on the origins of their culture and how it was taken away and stolen from various European countries. One particular moor approached their vehicle and asked, are you here to gather the remaining enlightened ones? Yes, we are, said Femi. We had waited for you so long. We thought the prophecy was an error, but we still believe. Hopefully our brother, who's incarcerated, will join us there. Praise be to the creators, for they have sent us to go home and away from the beast. She explained to them what they needed to do as she did all the rest. They gathered themselves into the pyramid they made for the nation in years past and applied the metaphysics of the third with the third eye with no one around to see them leave. The flash of light came quickly. That was a great thing for Zuri and Femi for there was no one there to accuse them of killing anyone. After meeting with the Moors, They left them, knowing they would be at the mountain with the others. Before moving on south, they happened to drive near the Georgia guide stones. What once stood upright and statuesque was now crumbling, and in a heap of rubble. No one had a love for the indignity of the stones. What the stones represented. It could have never stood like the Great Pyramids. Soon they come to rest in southern Alabama and chose to start again early in the morning. Femi was very concerned about being in this state, for this state equal to, but more than the others, had a reputation of being harsh to all African Americans. So she and Zuri used their mind control to stay ahead of any negative situations they may come to incur. Once they found the motel that fits their needs, Clemy decided to take a walk out on the beach in Mobile County. Looking up at the creation of stars, the moons, and the universe, and all of this magnificent glory, she thought to herself, the sky is so beautiful and clear tonight. I miss the people. I can't wait to get back and see all the beautiful black faces, like the night sky. Zuri walked up behind her, threw his arms around her neck, and said, And not only that, I can't wait to see my mother's face. Just think, our our parents are there right at this moment getting to know each other. What a joy that must be. Not to mention how your father feels now that he has a tie to me with you. My father accepted you the first time he saw you. He trusts you with me. He knows I'm in good hands. Yes, you are. Come, let's drift. We have a long drive ahead of us. With the sand between their toes, hand in hand, they walked back up to the hotel room and went to bed. Facing another hot day in the South, the blonde-haired couple drove to Cameron, Louisiana the hill of the state. They were directed by the creators to a Spanish-speaking group of black creoles that knew of the coming and were enlightened as well. Driving long distances across the county, they come upon miles and miles of sugar plants. When they found their people, they were working hard in the boiling hot sun for the owner of a sugar factory. Using eye contact only with the elder of the group, Femi spoke to him through telepathy and said, never mind my appearance. I am one of you and we have come to direct you home. Tonight after your work, go to your temple and wait there. The elder acknowledged her thoughts and continued to work the sugar plants. Driving off and planning to return around 6 p.m. that night, the two found a small eatery nine miles down the road. Before they entered the eatery, they returned to their normal state of appearance and sat down at a makeshift table made from the loblolly pine tree, and there they were served water and juices, keeping in tune with their comedic diet. Simi looked into Zuri's eyes and cried. To know that her brothers and sisters are still at the command of the beast in his killing fields, working for no life at all. To be exploited still in this day and time of 2041 as a slave, to continue to be treated like an animal. To know of no hope for a better life and to go way back into a time where such things were shunned upon is to know that they have returned for many. It's no wonder why the creators are about to eliminate the bestiality of the world in a blink of an eye. Zuri shed a few tears right along with her, feeling the pain and the inside hurt of being less than a man with no retaliation against his enemy. Finally, he knew they would get some peace after years of degradation and despair. When night fell, they ventured back to the sugar field and on the side of the road they were met by a young black child, a boy who spoke to them in Spanish. Zuri understood him to say that the elder wanted him to show them the way to his people. The child got in the car and they drove over 60 miles in the opposite direction away from the eatery and down into a wooded swamp area. Once arriving, they came upon a huge half-broken-down shrine in the middle of nowhere that brightly lit up the night sky and surrounding area with colors of red, gold, blue, and green. Inside of it were over 100 people. Many of them were children. They knew the boy had supernatural power, for he was not in the car when they parked. He was there in the shrine, standing next to the elder at the door. The elder said in Spanish, Imhotep em Imaku, Revered One, you have come to guide us back home. We have been humble through the years, knowing that it was not all in vain, and to know that we would be sent for the last time, and to know that we will be sent for at last. What do the creators want us to do? Simi returned her answer in Spanish and said, Shimsu followers, get to the middle of the shrine of Sirius. Each one of you tune in to your black magic melanin and release your spiritual wave. Use your third eye to ascend you to the mountains of the moon's. Tell the children to activate their light wave source to assist in elevating the minds of the old ones so no one is left behind. Your sisters and brothers are there waiting for you. Nectet, victory. Zuri and Femi backed the car up and away from the shrine when their people departed and never looked back. They knew they were finally free and were part of the mountain with the others. Driving in the hot noonday sun, which was getting hotter by the day, was nothing out of the ordinary for her and Zuri. Working in the sun was nothing for her sisters and brothers, for she knew Saul was their comforter. The ancestors knew they were protected with melanin in their skin to absorb the heat waves and render it very thick to absorb the sun, like putting on a coat for protection, but thinned it when there was no sun, when no sun was present. Therefore, it needed no protection, unlike the Hyksos, who puts on a coat of skin in the winter, like the bear or the jackal. This opposition in the hotter months claimed diseases to them. And while she tried to put the scene behind her, and the pain of seeing them toil on the fields for nothing. She was then solely gratified that they had gone safely into the arms of those in Africa. In the morning, when the foreman contacted the sugar farmer to tell him his workers were not in the fields, he set out to the broken-down shanties where they lived and didn't find anyone in the little community of Matik, He drove as fast as he could to the shrine where they worshipped and found the shrine that had once been partially standing collapsed down to the ground and burned. Once this got back to town, the waitress who served Femi and Zuri reported them to the local authorities, telling them she had never seen the black couple before and had questions in her mind about their business there. She certainly made it a point to mention their brand new car to the authorities. Okay, Sister Bev. That was part
0: uh 80, part 81. 81. Okay. Uh-huh. Alrighty.
1: Any questions on that one?
0: So, um let me see where am I at here, okay, and I'm gonna get the number out if anybody here wants to ask questions or talk to Sister seta uh the number is three two three six four two one five eight six that's uh three two, three, six four two one five eight six, and push the number one, so I think we're gonna have time for another one another chapter uh seta.
1: Okay, okay, so we'll be doing part 80, the search, because this is the countdown. We've counted down from part 81, so now we're on part 80. It's a countdown to the end of things. Okay. So, if we're ready, we can go. <clears throat> okay, okay. we in the here Vanguard
0: book, right?
1: Right, Gathering of the Vanguard, okay.
0: yes. Okay,
1: all right. Okay. All right. Okay, here we go, part 80, the search. And all, An all-points bulletin went out again for the couple, and their security was compromised once more. Although this time, they didn't know they were in jeopardy of being apprehended over what one would describe as being enslaved. This was a bad time in the world, and Zuri thought the sooner it ended, the better off his people would be. They were nearing Dallas, Texas, when Zuri saw blue lights flashing a mile back from them. It's time to use our mind control, Femi. I think this noise is for us. When the patrol car caught up with them, the police motioned for them to pull to the side. They obliged the officer and did what he asked. When Zuri rolled down the window, the first thing he did was to try to put two and two together and make a distinction of the witness's description of the car that carried two African Americans or American Africans is what I say, because we're American first. Two American Africans and then and the same car with the same plates that carried two Caucasoids. So he was he was like, Okay, so it's Caucasoid people in here, but she said it was African American. So here we go. They wanted to apologize immediately, but were hesitant and asked them both to step out of the vehicle. Well, what's the problem, sir? Well, right now, I don't know. Normally, in a situation like this, we would let you go. We can see some identification. Can we see some identification and registration? We think there is a pair of killers on the loose. We have reason to believe they have killed before in North Carolina and a few days ago in Louisiana. They are now on the run, and we don't want them in our state. Well, what did they look like, asked Zuri, who gave them both their identification and the papers to the car? They are black and classified as extremely dangerous. We don't want them hurting anyone. We don't want them hurting Our own people. We don't care if they kill each other. The less, the better. But one thing gets me. The description coming out of Louisiana fits this same black vehicle and plates. But the people were black. Well, that's odd, said Femi. You sure the witness gave a good description? Asked Zuri. There's no telling in Louisiana. He showed both identifications and registration to the other officer, and they saw the same two caucasoids whose names, pictures, and registration fit as Mr. and Mrs. Zuri O. Noble. He gave the items back to them, and they began to get back into their cars, but the primary officer turned to Zuri and asked, I have one more question. And it might seem of no importance to you, but I don't know of any self-respecting white person in this country who would name their children Zuri and Femi. Would you? Officer, I know the majority of us secretly hate all people who are not like us, but I can't speak for them. All I know is there are some who don't. That was not the answer he got. That was not the answer he was looking for but it was one he had to accept. Okay, you're both free to go. Thank you, officer. So in other words, this police was asking Zuri, since they were in the caucus order, they looked like white folks. So they put their chameleon on. They changed. They switched themselves. And so he was asking them why they had names like that because, you know, no white people name. I mean, like so right. he was telling, yeah, and he was telling him, look, you know, I know that, you know, white folks don't like, you know, black people too much. But and he couldn't speak for them, but you know, there are some of us that don't feel that way. So the actually the policeman was really prejudiced himself too. So that's what that so was about.
0: Didn't they didn't they buy another truck or something?
1: Yeah, they bought another truck when they before they got to Louisiana. And so when they got oh. to Louisiana they saw all these people working in these sugar fields. And it was, you know, sisters and brothers. And they was like that, you know, that kind of stuff still go on in the world today. That was the point of that. You know, people Mm -hmm. are still struggling and, you know, slaving to live. And it was our people. And, you know, and Mm -hmm. that really hurt that really hurt them. So when they Mm -hmm. when they got to them, they were Caucasoids, But when they went to the little cafe thing, they turned back into being, you know, black black people. Right. Okay. They they switched they switched their color back. I'm gonna say dark because okay. I don't like the word black. So they <laughs> they came to turn back into dark people. So now they had to put their chameleon back on because, you know, the police thinking that they're killing people. You know,
0: mm. quote unquote
1: dark people are killing people. You know. Right. So they have to they have to go, you know, caucasoid from time to time. Okay, so the police officer let him go once he found out it wasn't them. Okay, once back out on the road, Femi was sad to hear firsthand how much some of them hid the fact that they hated highly melanated people. Reality set in, and she knew that many of them were not deviant on the outside. But on the inside of all of them, their DNA held a beast buried and it was covered up to mask the evil within. This has, prevented, this has prevented all of them to not go on the journey because there was never a dimension for them. They were stuck here by their own evil doings. She was told by divine purpose that they were doing everything they could right now, at this moment, to ride piggyback on the souls of her people. She and Zuri knew they are taking the melanin from the blood and the plasma from her people and drinking it until they passed out, eating the bodies of many disappearing Nubian souls, bellies full, to attempt to turn themselves as them, to have the power that was rendered only to the Nubian. Enlightened ones who knew to follow the creators. This has been happening for years now, and if they tried to go on this voyage after they have killed so many of the people, they would all die out no matter what they ate or what they drank. Texas was a state that they never wanted to see again. Having to travel at once already, they found themselves going back. Through it again to get, the last des- to get to their last destination in the United States. <clears throat> After this stop, they would never see this awful place anymore. From there, it was on to the ancient old one of the Anasazi. 933 miles to our last destination, and I'll be very happy that soon we'll be out of this country. Can you imagine it, Femi, being in a place where everyone loves each other sincerely without any doubt or hating or hatred or killing or words to hurt the soul? Many who don't believe have discussed a utopia. Now we're going to live in it in spirit, mind, body, and soul, Missouri said. Our bodies won't be the same as they are here but close. Our minds and souls will increase 100 fold in the knowledge and have the powers we express here. We will become extrasensory toward everything in the universe. We will travel all of the galaxies just by our minds and we will meet others out there who have had similar experiences millions of years ago like we have had here. The tests the creators have done worked well, but once the knowledge fell into the enemy's hands, all was lost and must be done over again. Each time the tests are performed, we will have learned from our mistakes and will not take them lightly again. They discussed the truths of the Ma'at, the Dogon, and the cosmos. They discussed science, metaphysics, Unified theorem, and they discussed who they were before time began. They discussed everything, and all of it led them to Tatum, New Mexico. The sun was just setting in the brilliant baby blue and pink sky towards the west. They praised them for drawing such a beautiful sight that gave way to dusk. It was almost night when they came upon a motel to rest. They never lost sight of the chameleon, for it had gotten them safely to each of their destinations. It was a disgrace to know that a black man or woman was targeted for discrimination or death and caught hell wherever he or she went in these days and times. It's sad to say that even though the new president is Nubian, there still did not make the slightest difference within the attitudes of certain people because many of them knew their time was nil. You're feeling something. Am I right? Asked Yes, the morning sunrises are as beautiful as the sunset. I'm so much in tune with nature that I can feel it in my soul, but my spirit has risen so high and active that soon we will be put to a great test. Are you ready? Because this will be the ultimate power We have yet to face. Zuri replied. I feel it too. My spirit is everywhere. And my soul has yet to rest. Since the sun has shined its light. Through my life ways. But the king in me says. I'm ready for whatever we have to do. For our people. For the creators only see us. For who we are. And they will light our path. Rising to greet another day. They prayed to the east and welcomed the last destination of gathering their people off this continent. The myth has always been that all Anasazi were traditional paint-wearing, feather-capped, bow and arrow people, but that was not the case. Many of them were black and filled with melanin and spiritual life waves. They were portrayed as white, light red, or yellow, when the fact is all of these colors, except the white, which is wrong in its entirety, derives from the black dust that was blown into the nostrils of the people who ventured all across the world thousands of years ago. In the tradition of the Olmecs, who were black, no one had recent recent reference until it was shown from the artifacts that were unearthed and found proved and found proved without a shadow of a doubt that the Nubian man woman resided in all the places on earth. Stopping and filling the gas tanks to capacity, and still wearing the chameleon cover, Zuri asked the attendant, which was way, which was the closest route to the four corners of the Anasazi Nation, Chaco Canyon, to be specific. He said the canyon was here in New Mexico, and he pointed in the direction to the northwest corner of the state. The two now knew exactly where they needed to go. The San Juan Basin is where the old ancient ones still resided, and although they didn't live in the cliff palaces of the White House ruins, they lived very close by because they still practiced the way of the ancestors of archaeoastronomy. Making the way on to Roswell, New Mexico, this was a place where both Zuri and Femi felt most at home in. The Olmecs, when they were visiting the Teresta, had a layover point here before going on into the canyons. Seeing how primitive man has commercialized the truth with idiocracy has belittled the gods of the skies. Instead of resting in town with the festive mood of the people who are blind and dumb of the coming, they found a small motor lodge just outside of town. After a few hours of meditating and holding hands to share their spiritual life ways together through one body to the other, they said a prayer to the creators to revere and know how much they are filled with love. Soon after they said goodnight and went to their separate rooms, they each drifted. Leaving Roswell early the next day was a sad moment. It was as if they were leaving in the ship and never seeing or having the feeling of where their ancient gods, the Olmecs, once roamed. But the closer they came to the basin, the more they couldn't wait to see their ancient people once more. Femi decided to take the will from Zuri and give him a rest. The route she took from Roswell to Albuquerque was a little less than 200 miles. With the method of her driving, it would take her less than three hours to arrive. The drive went smoothly as predicted while Zuri drifted for a while. Every now and then, Femi would look over and observe the lives of other passengers in their cars going and coming driving along quietly as their days were getting shorter. They had no idea of what was about to happen in the months to come. It seemed they paid no never mind about anything and didn't care. Zuri opened his eyes to the 89 more miles Femi had driven as they came closer to a town in the San Juan Basin. How was your drift? It was wonderful. I rested well, but why didn't you alert me when you passed Albuquerque? You were drifting so peacefully. I didn't want to disturb you. Besides, a few more miles is nothing, she said. Looking around and feeling the spirits swell within, they finally made it to their last stop before leaving and going to Yunnan, China. They were awestruck with the ruins of the cliff dwellings, and how they were used as a defensive shelter against adversity whenever they had to protect themselves. After passing the cliffs, they were coming upon the ruins of the Chaco Great House at the foot of the northern rim. In the houses, they found a sun dagger, petroglyph, that was used to align and capture solar and lunar cycles the ancestors practiced in the past. Femi parked the car, and she and Zuri walked through the doors of the great kivas that were used for astronomical observations, solstice marking, and agricultural cycles. Inside of the kiva, they discovered a large group of black Anasazi who were waiting for them to appear. They were all dressed in their ceremonial clothing and were seated within the circle of the kiva. Their elder said, Imhotep, dear ones, we came, up, we came up from the southwest to meet you. We did not want you to go and leave us behind. We have been faithful to the creators and carried on the traditions of the ancient ones. We have been enlightened with the Ma'at for many, many years, and we grow more and more stronger each day within our spirit and our souls. We have been feeding off Amma's words and countenance. We are tired and ready to go home. I am gratefully waiting to see the one who seated the nurturer of the queen, for he is part of my ancestral tribe. You are speaking of my earth father and I. He anxiously awaits to see you too. We know that you have been spiritually enslaved since that long time ago and having you to believe in what is right by what the human has placed upon you throughout your lifetime. But you stayed steadfast and received the word of Amma and the creators and believed that someone would be coming back after you. Now that you will be leaving this place, I say to all of you now reach deep into your chakra, to your pineal gland, This will release your cones to activate the ethereal energy. You will see well beyond the physical, and this will allow for out-of-body travel to the mountains of the moon, where you can rest peacefully until the creators send for us. Emhotep, replied Femi. As usual, Femi and her king turned to leave this place to go on to the next believer's and send them to the mountain. And when they did, again, the light was so bright that anyone in the area would have thought an explosion had taken place. The Anasazi vanished. Visitors in the area saw the light and were curious to know what was happening during that moment. Two of them got into their cars and met Zuri and Femi leaving the area. They were so brazen that one man stopped his car in front of them and walked up to the window and demanded to know what they were doing down in the kiva and why. When Zuri spoke to the man, he told him nicely to go and pray for the days will become night and the nights will become day. His first impression of Zuri was he was joking, telling a riddle, but then he became angry and asked him, to step out of the car. Zuri drove around him. The man didn't hesitate to get the plate number off their car. Zuri said, I'm afraid that what we felt earlier is beginning to manifest. Our test is coming soon. After we leave this place, we will deal with whatever it is we have to do to put it behind us. Only use the gifts we had been given to use when it is necessary to do so. They decided to drive to the closest city in California and park the car to catch a plane to the Asiatic coast. Driving through all of Arizona was the hottest point they encountered on their journey, and they thanked their creators that the trip only took five and a half hours to make it from the San Juan Basin to San Diego. Arriving after dark was perfect timing, although in the airport, while checking in their bags, they did receive the looks and the stares from, from the security personnel. Primi thought this was nothing unusual, since Nubian people were stared down more than others, so she and Zuri continued to be searched until so she and Zuri continued to be searched until they had all. That till they had the all-clear to leave the country with their passport in order. Picking up the bags from the checkpoint and going through the line to board the plane, loud voices in unison shouted, Stop those two! Stop them! The people in line turned to look around and wondered if they were shouting at them. Zuri and Vimy knew exactly who they were shouting at, and automatically placed their bags onto the floor. Zuri Oluchi Noble and Femi Ayera Knight, come with us, please, said the security sergeant. With the other security personnel picking up the bags, they followed them into the command center, where they were questioned immediately. Zuri and Femi said nothing and asked no questions. Are you the two who visited the temples in North Carolina, Georgia, and Louisiana? They said nothing. Are you the two who set fire to something you would call a Kiva in New Mexico? They didn't answer. It seems you two have been traveling across the country, killing groups of religious freaks. And even though we particularly don't care, the FBI's most wanted list does. We have orders to detain you into custody of United States Marshals. A red flag alerted us, and we called them as soon as you checked in. It's going to be a long wait before they get here, but they'll be extraditing you both to Washington, D.C. They never spoke. While waiting in separate rooms, Zuri told Femi he felt his adopted father played an important role in their capture. Femi told him this is what they had been preparing for, since they knew this was going to happen and they must stay strong with the Creator's help. They will claim pet. The security detail had no clue they were speaking to each other, for they spoke to one another through their thoughts. They were offered food and drink, but the two refused, But they lived off their comedic diet while waiting it out. The security detail was sure the two young people would break down and ask for nourishment and bet on it, but it never happened after the long seven-hour wait. After all bets were off, the commander was informed the jet carrying the marshals was touching down in 20 minutes. They asked once more, was there anything they needed or wanted before the long ride back? Because the marshals were there for business only, there would not be any accommodations for them on the plane. They said nothing Okay That was it Sister right, That was part 80
0: Okay (laughs) Now uh, Did did the guy Have the powers too Or was it just the the woman that had That could switch them You know Shake shift them from one color To another color
1: no, he had the power too. You know, he stayed with the Dogon while she was out. When she was out getting her mother back to her father, he was. She mm-hmm. left him with the Dogon. Remember in the beginning, where she left him right. to learn? Yeah, he. That's what he was learning from them. So yeah, okay. he could do it too. Okay. hmm
0: So he got just as yeah. much power as she do.
1: Yes, he does. hmm Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
0: where did where did they get all the money from? Where they were paying cash for
1: everything. Yeah, they were paying. You know, they were paying cash. The Dogon had set all of that stuff up while all she was
0: okay. while
1: she was growing up. Yeah, while she was growing up as a child, they were setting all that stuff up then, even the camp, because
0: mm-hmm.
1: they knew this mm-hmm. was coming. They knew this was going to happen. So the Dogon, okay. you know, you think that they're a tribal people that don't know anything, but they're they're they know what, you know, living in this world. Even though they have like their own villages, and, you know, and things like that, they know what it takes to live in the so-called this man's world. So you need money, mm-hmm. you need passports, you need things like that. And you know, they have they have you know as much gold as they need, you know, to what uh, what would you call it? Would change change it out for you know regular dollar right. bills. Yeah, they could do that with their Mm gold. You know, because, you know, well, have I got, I don't know if I got to that yet. I was thinking, I didn't know if I had got to that yet, but I wanted, I wasn't going to say anything about it. And I think I did. Uh, You know, they had uh, Akhenaten scepter and they gave it to Femi. She has the scepter. Mm. So the Dogon had the scepter, but they know that they were supposed to give it to her because she's going to have all the power. And mm, and uh, Zuri's okay. gonna have he's got a weapon too, but I can't tell you guys what it is yet because it haven't come up yet. But okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, the bad.
0: And so, oh, they some bad. They're them, bad. They're tough. Okay. Now, when she was mm-hmm. sending the uh, the the people, and they was lighting up, What was she sending them to? The mountains or something?
1: Uh uh-huh, She so was sending the them to d- the mountains of the moon.
0: So what what was they doing? Was they asc- ascending or what what
1: was what was going on there? Yes, they were ascending. They had the they were they had the power to shape ship too. All these people okay. that you know that knows about what's happening, what's a, what's about to happen. You know, the enlightened ones, the ones that know things. You know that really mm-hmm. has their powers in check. They knew how to ascend through their through their uh through their chakra through their it, you know through their they knew how to meditate and change themselves Mm -hmm. you know like we used like we like we used to do but we don't do it anymore you know because mm -hmm. we're so you know inoculated and and been distracted and you know we don't meditate and do the things like we used to do like our ancestors did they were able to do because they kept in tune with who they were they didn't let this society and 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 TV and things like that distract them because they knew this day was coming.
0: Mm, okay. So the big light, mm-hmm. I mean, what was that? I mean, when they said when the guy got out the car and saw the big ball of light, I mean, what was that? What were you saying? Was you saying that they just evaporated or what was the big light?
1: They sh when is as, as, as if your the 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 spirit within you, you know, it just shines so bright, your soul, your spirit okay. you know, your 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 you know, your etheric waves, you know, when you meditate and you you know I guess you would call it an aura, you know. Some people, oh
0: yeah, you, some okay.
1: people can see an aura around you, you know, whether it be pink, mm-hmm. purple, or green auras mm-hmm. or whatever around you. But when it was a mm-hmm. when, when it was many of them coming together, you know, their auras lit up white, like a big like mm. a big light, and then it's almost as if you disappear, and nothing's left but okay. your clothes or whatever laying on <laughs> laying on the ground yeah. or something. This is what these people were doing. Okay. Yeah. And
0: they were saying they were killing them. But yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, they wasn't killing them. They thought they were. Mm-hmm. You know, they thought mm-hmm. something was bad going on, but you know, they didn't have the knowledge. They didn't. They didn't know no better. They was, you know, regular humans, and they didn't, you know, mm-hmm. have any sense of what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now they've been so, caught.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, well. Now no, I was gonna say no, now
1: no. they've been caught. Call- okay, well now they've been caught at you know trying to leave by the airport. You know trying to trying to blend in. They was trying to blend in with everybody else, and that's what they really shouldn't have done. They should have just you know went like they were sending people. You know they should have went like that, but they're trying to blend in make everything like it's normal and that's how they got caught. So when you do normal stuff, you know, and you think it's, you, you know, you you think it's okay, you know, especially especially when you think about how how people do dirty things and get away with dirty things, you know, like mm-hmm. well I wouldn't say dirty, I would say doing the wrong thing. When you try to get away with doing the wrong things you get caught. In their instance, they were trying to do the right thing and got caught. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying they should have done the wrong thing not to get caught. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that they are trying to be like like the regular people. And they got caught anyway. That's like a catch-22. So they were caught up in a mm-hmm. catch-22 and they got caught at the airport. Yeah.
0: So they got caught before they could go to Africa. They. They were, you know, before they could leave the
1: United States. Yeah, they they were going, they were on their way to China.
0: Oh, China.
1: They were going to Ch- uh China because, you know, it's, you know, it's black Chinese over there. And mm-hmm. some of those black Chinese over there know what's happening, too. So that's where they were. That was their next stop. And that's, I think mm-hmm. that's going to be, I don't know if that's in part 79 or not, but I think it is. So, yeah, they're on their way so to China. She got,
0: she got like a, a road map. She got certain places she got to stop. You know, it's like visiting certain towns, visiting certain people in certain areas. So that's what she's doing the, the, before she go to get to her destination.
1: Right. She The places that they're going to is where the enlightened people have either been or where they traveled to
0: hmm.
1: The places that you're going. Yeah, they've either been there forever or they come from a different area of the country and went there because they were trying to they were seeking the knowledge as well. So if they traveled there from some other place, they were they were in lieu of seeking the knowledge because they knew and they know what's about to happen in the future. And they wanted to be. They wanted to be in on it. They wanted to be one of the ones that are leaving. Hmm.
0: Now, are these people the Dogons, or are these people from the spaceship that's lightening up,
1: or both? No, these were the. You know, of course, you know the Dogon people. They had the knowledge anyway, coming from, coming from. I say coming from America and coming from Africa. Because we're all as one. When this planet first developed, it wasn't nothing but dark people on it. You know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. any other type of people on this planet. So we were all here. But then you know how things happened and whatever, and, you know, and then they showed up. And it's been, it's a question of how they even showed up. A lot of people saying, well, it was us, and we went up in the Caucasoid Mountains, and, you know, we brushed off from some of our people. And a lot of us went to the mountain and stayed up in the mountain, and all of a sudden we turned White, you know, so-called white, you know. Then we come down, and and that, that's many scenarios on how how the human developed. And we really mm-hmm. don't know. We don't have. You don't really know for sure. You'd have to research that. But it's so many scenarios and, on how that happened. I don't know. All I know mm-hmm. is their mentality is is beastly. From mm-hmm. Your dark people, there is, you know, they say, Well, you know, those are my ancestors. When no, you're still living and profiting off of your ancestors who were really bad to our people, so you're just as guilty. So they can't say that, Well, I'm not like them, you know, because all of y'all is still in your blood, that's where you come from. And there's really, I, I don't care what you say, there's not one. Conqueror person I know that will trade places with me and be happy. There's no way.
0: Well, well, it seems like they're trying to. If you look at them putting the booties on their butt and the and their lips and and you know they the the rappers are rapping. I mean, it's like everything we do. They they like sim try to stimulate it, simulate it, or act like it.
1: Well, yeah, that's, um, I would say that's for cosmetic appearances. But inside of their heart and soul, they don't want to be us. They really don't. They they don't mind doing the big booty and the lips and stuff. That's iron that's, the braids, the fake braids. That's all well and good for physical appearance. But the mentality of wanting to be us and live like us and have to go through things we go through, no, no. They want it all and they can't have it all and they're not gonna get it all. They can play all day long and you know, like they like they're like us, but that's just the that's just a play, that's for appearance appearances only. Because those so you those
0: think... <laughs> go ahead. So you think everybody it's like that as far as other races. And you think all the people that's melanated, they act a certain way and other races act a certain way. Everybody.
1: No, I feel like this. Our people are somehow or another are ashamed. And for what? I don't know because we are beautiful. We have to understand and realize if all the other races want to emulate us, then it's something about us that they cannot compare. But we don't see it, and I don't understand why we don't see it. If they want to be like you, then it's it's something about you, honey, that they want to be like, and we should embrace that. We should be proud of that, that they want what we have. And they can't never get it. You know, there are people, I mean, the, our men and women, we are beautiful. Everybody in the world wants us. They want to marry us. They want to be us. But that'll never happen. They, they They might marry us, but why? Why? That's only if they're trying to be like you, but they can't be like you. So,
0: you don't think that two people can, from different races can fall in love, you know? It's a, you don't feel No, like ma'am. That no.
1: no. 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 I, I just don't. No. Mm-mm. Now, that's just me. Well, that's it, just my opinion.
0: uh I know. I know. And... It, <laughs> Uh, you can call in at 323-642-1586, push to number one if you want to join the conversation. I would like to hear what your opinion is. Um, and so call in and give us your opinion on where, what do you think about uh, what we're talking about here. So that's 323-642-1586. And push the number one. So, hmm, do you do you think that uh, where we come from? Do you think that we came from the planet, from the universe, from your writings? And I know a lot of your writings it ties into. Reality too Like you said earlier It's fiction and then it's non-fiction Have you came to any conclusion About where we came from Or is it different species Of us Or we all come from the same Element Well
1: see for me
0: If you look at
1: The laws of the land and these are the laws that, you know, they put out for them. They didn't put these laws out for us. You know, they say how we are three-fifths human and all this kind of thing, and, you know, and and we, we are so terrible. You know, black people are just so bad, you know, that, you know, we're just horrible. We're not human. Well, compared to some of the things that, Are many things that they have done, the proverbial they, I'm meaning Caucasian people, have done to overtake people's countries and to take what, you know, other people have had, you know, other races, other tribes of people have had, and they call themselves human? That's a question for me. Now, if you say you're human... And you act the way you do and have done the things that you've done to other people, then I don't want to be human, Sister Ben. I don't want to be considered a human the way that they are considered human. Because if the human race treat other people in the human race like they have, then I don't want to be them. I don't want to be human. That's horrible the way they have done things, how they've hung people and burned people and and uh, did Qaddafi uh, the way they did, and just going all over the world killing and, they're call, and they call themselves human beings. I wouldn't even say that they were alien. I don't know what these people are. Then that's a question too, because mm-hmm. if they consider themselves human, then I am at. an alien. Yeah, that's
0: what I was getting <laughs> right. at. Right.
1: So, yes, I do think we, come, we came from the stars. I, I truly do. I, I, I just believe that we're nothing like them. I don't know where they came from. And they may have come from the same place, but something in their brain, something in their head has really changed, has really did a, a, a double take or something. Because everything they say, you need to look, the, whatever they say, you need to take it as the opposite. But whatever they say, you need to take that and do an opposite turn on it because I think they have turned everything upside down when they say, and that's true, when they say look right, we better look left. So, yeah, well, I do, do think, think we that, come that we come maybe, from somewhere else.
0: Do you think that maybe this is a, um, you know how you have like the battery has a positive on one side and a negative on the other side, and you need both of those energies to balance things or have the power there. Do you think that maybe it's a reason that there's two different kind of energies?
1: Well, that that could be that could be a point. You know, for you to have, of course, good, bad, light like, you know day night whatever you know black white whatever different polarities that 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 could be the reason why they are here but um i don't see where it needs to be i i i just don't see a need for it really because to me that's the that's one way to destroy yourself to destroy everything for me, if there, was just, if there was just one spot somewhere where it didn't have all this strife and torment and, and murderous and, and killing and things like that, that would be great. But I don't know of one place that does not have that polarity. And this is what, this is what Femi and Zuri is trying to do, get to that one place that doesn't have mm-hmm. all this going on in it. And this is the reason why they're doing what they're doing. Because it's been, it's been long enough to have that kind of energy going on and for things to, you know, stay in harmony. Just like now, you know, the earth right now in nature is really fed up. And, and you can tell one day is what, 70 degrees, the next day is 30 degrees, 20 degrees. That's the way it's been here uh, where I live. Last Monday mm-hmm. it was seventy degrees. Yesterday, this morning it was twenty degrees. And that's mm. been only what, four days. So, you know, times is changing. You know, you have you have this um right now they're saying the um the uh the polls are shifting really bad right now. They're over in up in Russia right now. I you know, I don't know if that's come across your news feed, but the polls mm-hmm. have changed. So therefore the Arctic is really going to start melting, and it's really going to be some flooding going on. Right now, New Jersey is about underwater right now because my daughter's up there, and she's telling me, "Ma, everywhere I look, it's it's just water. It's just you know, it's like it's rising, and and every time it okay. rains, because she says her feet stay wet. So, hmm. it's yeah, it's um, the it's time for all of this. Well, what black white day, night, all these two polarities, it's time for it to shut down and start over again. Because I think it's just gotten out of hand right now. It's gotten out mm-hmm. of hand. Mm-hmm. And it's time to start over. Not saying that, so they, you know, you don't mm-hmm. Well, not saying no, that ahead, you don't need and not saying that you don't need, you know, uh black and white or good and evil or whatever. Not saying that we don't need it, but I think it's gotten to a point where it's gotten out of hand and it's time to start it over again. Hmm. That's my thought. Okay, okay.
0: And so well we got these double twos coming in here, you know, these this twenty twenty, this parallel uh that we have that's that's coming in, do you think that's going to play a part in the shift? A lot of that weather stuff, you know, some people seem to think that that's man messing with the elements. You know, they got these machines and stuff that they messing with the weather, weather control. Well, that's part of it, but they don't have
1: complete and total control of the weather. That's Mm -hmm. part of it. But they they can't control the sun. And the sun, quote unquote, suns, are doing some things as well. It's more than one up there. Because I saw two of them yesterday morning. I don't know about nobody Mm -hmm. else, but I did did see two coming up. You have to get up early in the morning to see it. But uh, they can't control that.
0: And I was reading that over in China, somebody over there had created another sun. I mean, you know, it's like they are trying to redo everything that, you know, we're involved in, you know, messing with the earth and the, the weather and the sun, and now they are up in space doing the space wars, and, you know, it just seems like a lot of manipulation is going on.
1: Yeah, I saw that article where they uh, had made a uh, sun that's supposed Mm -hmm. to be, you know, that's really hot. But, uh, you know, they're not going to go too far with that thing, just like the CERN experiment. You know, they're doing all this stuff because, as I said before, it's gotten out of hand Mm -hmm. and it's time for it to start over again. If they're not careful, they're Mm going to have the same thing on their hands like that Fukushima Daiichi plant over there. In Japan, and I think Japan really is underwater now. Everything over there has been radiated, so everybody's trying to make their way over here. And as far as them doing though having those machines to manipulate the weather, they're trying to to have us to have a very merry Christmas with the snow and the cold, but they just cannot stop the sun from giving us 70 and 75 degree weather in the middle of December. They're not going to be able to stop that, and as far as the star Wars going up there, they might be mm-hmm. up there, but they cannot penetrate the Van Allen belt. they cannot go past that. They can tell you all day long well we got these we got these bases up here and all this stuff i just it's hard for me to it's hard for me to see that because if they mm-hmm. did and they landed on the moon in what sixty nine sixty Eight or something or whatever, whatever. That's,
0: whatever. that's, question, that's questionable.
1: <laughs> exactly. So they've waited all this time and they still haven't gotten anything up there. I just don't believe it. I saw a video the other day that you know usually when NASA would show the, the 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 shuttle thing up there and it's taking pictures of tornadoes and things down here on Earth, there was a mm-hmm. bee. That flew into the camera lens while they was up in space, supposedly shining, the, the uh, having the camera focused down here on Earth. It's a bee flying in the camera. And you mean to tell me a bee can survive out of space? Huh.
0: So that was staged. No.
1: All that. Yeah. <laughs> that was the, the worst goof NASA had ever made. Compared to the landing so, on the moon. Uh-huh.
0: So, what do you think about the flat Earth theory? I
1: I think it is a flat Earth because when you're traveling in an airplane and you look uh-huh. at the, the the I I think the airplanes travel on the ley lines, you know, and I know that airplanes. I know some of them turn, but most of them go in a straight line. If you look at the lay lines on the earth, I think that's the way that the airplanes travel on the lay line. They go in a straight pattern. That's why you have stopovers and layovers in certain cities. Because they have to go in a straight line to go from city to city. That's why. Okay. Now from, uh, whoa. From Atlanta to New York, a friend of mine is flying from Atlanta to New York nonstop. Now, that's a straight line, Mm -hmm. from Atlanta to New York. Now, if they was coming from, say, uh, Charlotte, North Carolina or something, they would have to fly from Charlotte to Atlanta and then from Atlanta to New York Mm -hmm. in a straight line. I don't know why they can't just go from Charlotte straight on to New York. Now, my, I imagine some of them do, but they're in a straight line. They're not in like a circular pattern. That's my theory. So how on that. come we
0: don't? How come we don't fall off the earth? Why you know why the water don't just fall? Is it the gravity or something? That's kind of you know how like you come to the edge.
1: Well, I don't think there is an edge. Hmm. I don't even. I don't think we have. I don't think we've traveled far enough to even see an edge. I don't. I. I. I don't know. I. I'd, I'd have to be up there. I'd have to be up there to see if it's round or, or what. Because I've been in an airplane. I've flown, and I. I haven't seen anything circular. I just seen just straight, clouds. But go ahead, sister bear.
0: Yeah, because that's what I was saying. You know, I was in the airplane uh, not too long ago, and you know, it don't I'm lo- looking and I'm trying to see if I see something circular, you know, and it, and it looks just like how the ocean looks. You know, the ocean when you look out, it don't look circular either. That's true. That's true. It
1: doesn't. I think is the Earth is bigger than what is larger than what they say it is. I actually think that the earth is larger than what they they proclaim it to be. That's why we can it's never so get much. to the end.
0: Yeah, so much that we don't know. Well sister Setter we coming down to uh last few minutes and tell the people where they can uh purchase your books at.
1: Okay, they can go to the website. It's Chemistry with the K, K E M E T S T R Y Files. dot com. Uh, they can also go to the Amazon site; they're there as well. And they can also email me. I'm email sorry, uh, Chemistry with the K, K E M E T S T R Y Files at Gmail. dot com. If they want an autographed copy, uh, they can email me their information, and uh, I can get it out there to them.
0: All right.
1: Oh, well, thanks. Mm-hmm. And I've also, okay, I was wanting to mention that also that I put the first book out there, uh, Chemistry, Bright Light. It is now on Gumroad, and they can uh, order the audio book. So it's on Gumroad right now. They okay. can go there and get okay.
0: the audio. Mhm. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Well, I <laughs> want to thank you for your time. I look forward to next week so we can finish. Uh, Continue this journey that we On and we are in the book Of what's what's the book called the Vanguard
1: Gathering of the Vanguard Okay
0: And so we're going to finish it Next week and I thank you so much For uh, taking the time And I want to wish you happy Holidays Merry Christmas Whatever that you (laughs) celebrate I want to wish you that And the uh, audience the listening Audience too so thank you, Sister for Sister Seta, set for your time and your work that you've done.
1: And thank you. I appreciate it, Sister Beverly, for having me on. And thank the listeners okay. as well. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you. And I'll be on tomorrow. Tuck Mosa be with us tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace and much love.